Chapter eighteen of Say and Seal. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marianne. Say and Seal by Susan Warner. Chapter eighteen. Dr. Harrison did not find anybody at Mrs. Derrick's gate. The two, mother and daughter, had stood there even after Cindy had come in with her report unconscious or unregardful of the chill thick mist which enveloped everything and fell with steady heavy fall upon the bright hair of one and the smooth cap of the other they had not spoken to each other all that while unless an unfinished word or two of mrs derrick's reached ears that did not heed them it was faith herself who first moved perhaps reminded by the increasing dullness that her mother was feeling it too she took her hand from the gate and passing the other round mrs derrick led her into the house and into the sitting-room and to a chair and then went for wood and kindling and built up a fire she went to the kitchen next that fire was out too and that fire faith also rebuilt and coaxed till a blaze was going up round the cold tea-kettle cindy sat with her head on her arms on the kitchen table fast asleep faith did not wake her in half an hour she brought into the sitting-room a tray with tea made and clams warmed and things that should accompany the one teacup and saucer and mutely set it before her mother she did not then ask her to eat except by this pantomime and she herself immediately went again to stand in the porch but again her mother followed child she said you mustn't stand here you'll be sick next you must come right in and drink some hot tea Faith's quick answer was to put her hand upon her mother's lips. Her mother went on softly and steadily, in spite of that slight obstruction. Yet not in spite of it, for her voice was very low. "'I know who'd say you ought to,' and she paused a little, as if to let her words have their full effect. Then, with a carious sort of instinct, she herself hardly perceived, Mrs. Derrick added, "'Dr. Harrelson will be sure to come, and you mustn't be standing here then.' For the first time Faith's head drooped, and she turned, but it was to pass her mother and go upstairs, laying her hand for an instant as she went, with a kind of caressing touch, on her mother's arm. Then she was gone. Mrs. Derrick stood where Faith had left her, the still mist before her out of doors, the still house behind her, and there she stood until her ear caught the distant smooth roll of wheels. Softly it came, nearing her every minute till Mrs. Somers' little wagon stopped at the gate, and Dr. Harrison jumped down and came towards her. Another had seen him, for Mrs. Derrick knew that a light step had come swiftly downstairs, but whither it went she knew not. The doctor spoke cheerily. "'Nasty thick evening. My dear Mrs. Derrick, do you stand at the door to show your hospitality in welcoming your friends, all night?' "'It is late,' said Mrs. Derrick. The doctor's words were too slippery for her to get hold of, she waited for him to speak again. "'If it is late, my dear madam, why are you here? I don't want you to see me ever for anything but pleasure. Is it so late I mustn't come in?' Mrs. Derrick stepped back into the hall, then stopped and turned. "'I was there to watch, Dr. Harrison. What have you got to tell me? One story has come already.' "'Has it? Then I can tell you but half a one. I was thinking to make my fortune. Mr. Linden is spending the night at a friend's house, my dear Mrs. Derrick.' that is all. He is as well as you are, though perhaps just at this minute not quite as strong as I am. But I am afraid he can boast more than that in another few days. 
that mrs derrick felt at once relieved doubtful unsatisfied was clear but the relief slight as it was brought back her hospitality she led the way into the parlor what has been the matter she said what is the matter i don't know said the doctor he fell in with somebody carrying a gun which was very likely to happen seeing i have met a great many myself but i never fell out with any of them yet perhaps my time will come this fellow however let off his gun in the wrong place and some sort of shot hit mr linden in the arm and before he could get to mr simlin's where i found him he was a little faint so i commanded him to stay where he was till morning that's all he is perfectly well i give you my word i came now on purpose to relieve you from anxiety he wanted to come down with me but i wouldn't let him why didn't you let him said mrs derrick well i came near letting him said the doctor for i didn't know at one time that i could help it it wouldn't have hurt him seriously but he'll see you with more pleasure to-morrow i can't think how you made out to hinder him at all said mrs derrick looking a little puzzled but i'm much obliged to you doctor for coming is he such a difficult person to deal with said the doctor glancing at different doors of the room i never tried said mrs derrick with very simple truth i must try sometime said the doctor abstractedly i like to deal with difficult people but i remember you remarked it was late and he started up and was about to take his leave when his purpose met with an interruption for the swift trot of a horse upon the road came to as quick a pause at mrs derrick's gate and reuben taylor came up the steps and in at the front door before dr harrison had finished his compliments i see said the doctor you don't keep open doors for nothing mrs derrick here's another you're not riding after me my friend are you you don't let the grass grow no sir said reuben good evening mrs derrick may i go up to mr linden's room how is he now reuben said mrs derrick oh yes you can go up of course thank you ma'am he said he was more comfortable when i came away and with an almost imperceptible glance round the room he was in reuben turned and bounded lightly up the staircase but all was dark there and in mr linden's room reuben could not execute his commission so and was turning to come downstairs again when he encountered in the dim entryway a right figure how is mr linden reuben said a voice which he knew though it was in a very low key miss faith reuben said with a little start oh i am so glad to find you then repeated gravely his former answer he said he was much more comfortable when i came away ma'am is he much hurt reuben hesitated i don't rightly know miss faith he said so low that she could scarcely hear the words he says he's not and dr harrison says not i suppose i am easily frightened what makes you frightened then she said quickly i was frightened reuben said drawing a long breath and with a sort of awe-stricken voice as if the fright was upon him yet and it takes a while to get over it maybe that's all he wrote that miss faith and reuben laid a tiny folded paper in her hand and may i have a light ma'am to get some things from his room he spoke eagerly now as if he grudged the moments faith directed him to the kitchen and when reuben came up followed him into the room and stood waiting while he sought what he wanted then suddenly remembered that her paper might contain a request for something else and bent over the candle to read it it contained more than one miss faith it said if any of my scholars are anxious about me tell them from me that there is no cause bid them take rest without waiting for it i'm sorry that exercise must wait 
but i shall hope to see too on monday j e l face head was bent a long while over the candle have you got what you wanted reuben she asked at last reuben had heard her voice often but he had never heard it like that nor anyone else what had passed through it clearing it so it was like the chiming of silver bells he came at her word bag in hand and with the freedom a mutual sorrow gives held out his other hand to her then he ran quickly and softly down the stairs hello sir said the doctor as reuben passed the open doorway a word with you reuben paused then came back a step so you are mr linden's friend are you said the doctor in a careless manner do you want anything of me sir reuben said why yes i commonly want an answer to a question i don't just know what you mean by a friend dr harrison said reuben respectfully i might answer wrong so rather than do that you like to be on the safe side suppose you ask mr linden to teach you definitions among other things and look here keep him quiet and don't let anybody talk him out of his sleep to-night that's all and the doctor followed reuben immediately with a feeling of satisfaction certainly mrs derrick at last locked and bolted the door shutting out the driving mist and all that might hide within it and then went to look after the only treasure the house contained she wasn't far to seek for as the locking and bolting sounded through the house faith came down and went with her mother into the sitting-room have you had nothing to eat yet mother she exclaimed as her eye fell on the orderly tea-tray no child nor shan't want it till i see you have something faith smiled a little came and put her arms round her and kissed her and then set about the whole work of getting tea over again it was with a very pale face yet only the silver ring of her voice told the change of the mental atmosphere her mother looked at her but was perhaps afraid to ask questions to disturb the quiet reuben's a good boy she said feeling that remark to be perfectly safe i'm glad he's there faith answered gravely i heard all dr harrison said mother yes child said her mother as if she knew that before i thought you'd see reuben too reuben said the same mother and mr linden himself sent word that there was no cause to be anxious faith did not say he had written that word to her perhaps her own consciousness might have made her shy of the subject or perhaps what she judged to be people's false reports had left a sore spot in her heart and she was afraid of touching that but she did not speak of the little note which had come to her she was preparing her mother's tea with all speed while mrs derrick on her part peeped into the sugar-bowl to see it wanted filling and began to cut the bread i'm glad to hear it child she said dr harrison's too smart for me i can't get a bit of good out of him my faith i suppose mr linden can manage him but if i had that man buzzing round me i shouldn't know whether i was sick or well when is he coming back child i don't know mother then with the invincible instinct of truth she added he wants my work to be ready for him monday reuben's got a great deal of gumption said mrs derrick her heart quite expanding with the pleasure of hearing faith talk once more now half the boys in town would have blurted that right out to me and dr harrison together and i wouldn't trust him for not asking questions but i'm sure i'm glad child it seems as if he'd been gone a month do you think he'll come to-morrow maybe he meant you should send your work down to him i shan't do that said faith as she gave her mother at last a cup of tea that was to be drunk 
but she had poured out none for herself. She sat before the tea-tray, still and pale. Her mother looked at her. "'You must take some, child.' "'I don't want it, mother.' And she brought everything that was on the table round her mother's plate. "'You must,' Mrs. Derrick repeated. "'I shan't if you don't. Or else I'll see you get a glass of wine. Why, child,' she said, with half a sober, half-smiling look, which Faith for once did not read, "'he's better. You ought to eat and be thankful.' I am thankful, Faith said, her head sinking for a moment. Mrs. Derrick deliberately got up, went to the pantry, and fetching thence a tiny cup and plate set them before Faith. Eat, pretty child, she said. You know I'm right. If you don't look out, Mr. Lennon'll be worse scared when he comes home than he's been today, I guess. Faith gave her a look, both grateful and appealing, and very innocent of belief in her statement and did honour to the little cup so far as to fill it with tea, which she swallowed, but the plate she left clean. "'I can't to-night, mother,' she said, in answer to Mrs. Derrick's look. "'I'll eat breakfast.'" End of chapter 18